0: Welcome to The Academy Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing rich content for the purpose of spiritual growth. I'm your host, Claire McKeever-Burgett, and I serve as the Associate Director of the Academy for Spiritual Formation, an international ministry of the Upper Room. The Academy creates transformative space for people to connect with God, self, others, and creation for the sake of the world. This month's podcast is the third in a series of conversations with Parker Palmer, released in both audio and visual formats. In June 2018, Academy director Johnny Sears visited with Parker in the Palmer home in Madison, Wisconsin, and we were lucky enough to get to film it. Parker and Johnny talked about everything from vulnerability to what makes a good leader to how to sustain the work of the Academy for the next 35 years. What follows is an offering from their conversation in which Parker summons us to celebrate our accomplishments and to honor our ancestors. We share the following excerpt in hopes that Parker's wisdom might enrich your own lives and the conversations that comprise them in the same ways his wisdom influences and shapes us. Listen and watch on, beloveds, and enjoy.
1: What is your advice for the academy for the future, mm-hmm. um, for the next 35 years? What What is your advice to me and to those of us who are mm-hmm. um, who've been given the gift of mm-hmm. shepherding the ministry, mm-hmm. this movement? I, I think first of all, you celebrate. Yeah, you celebrate what you've accomplished and what a long and fruitful run you've had and the impact you've had on on many many people. Um, I really think that celebration is a very important piece of taking next steps. One of the most important things I've learned from people of color and indigenous people is to honor the ancestors. That's a constant theme among the -hmm. folks I've just named. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard it, I thought, well, I I love my grandpa and I I love my dad and, you know, so I guess I honor the ancestors, but they mean more than that. Yeah. They mean pay attention to the question of of who your ancestors were, and what legacy they left for you. That they're gone, but you can honor them by living more deeply into that legacy. Um, and. I'll loop back to the beginning of our conversation because the truth is, and I'm a very lucky man to be able to say this, I knew a lot of the ancestors of the Academy for Spiritual Formation. I knew them personally. I knew Douglas Steer personally. I knew Henry Nowen personally. I knew John McGabgab personally. I knew Glenn, Glenn Henson somewhat. I didn't know him as well as the rest. And as I said early on, I knew Thomas Merton in a strange way. Yeah. He, I never met him right. because he was dead before I discovered him. Yeah. But you can meet people in other ways, right. too. Right, But I, I'll, I can say this very clearly about the ancestors of your movement. Because yeah. it is a movement. It is. It's not just an organization. No. It's a movement. And a movement always has transformational potential. These were all people deeply grounded in God, deeply grounded in Christ, who did not cling to any form of narrowness of, mm-hmm. of formulation or of structure. They were they were open to change because they were engaged with the world. Yeah. These were courageous people. They took countercultural stands. What would it mean to honor the ancestors' legacy today? Well, I think it would mean to do our best, whoever is related to the academy at this moment, whoever is supporting it and whoever wants to see it have a future. I think it would mean to follow in their footsteps, to live that deeply grounded life, that risk-taking life, that open-to-the-world life. That life that does not judge itself on whether I'm doing okay by conventional standards, yeah. whether I'm popular, yeah. whether you know, whether I'm coloring within the lines, but am I responding to God's call in my life in the middle of a very rough sea, ocean, storm, there was a storm going on at that time, too. Right. We named some of its elements earlier. Vietnam, just to take one example. So, my my hope, my call, is that people like me, white people with privilege, with resources, with, with assets to invest, will understand at a very deep level that they need to invest in something that is grounded in God, risk-taking, open to the world, and that addresses in every possible way the storm that is raging on the sea. I'm not a great biblical scholar, but I do remember some story about Jesus calming the sea. (laughs) And um, I think we need people who have the guts, really, the wisdom, the foresight. To say to say, this we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. and if the vessel needs to be broken open and a new vessel needs to be crafted to meet new needs, then that is what God is calling us to do um, you know I'm a Quaker, and Quakers believe in something called continuing revelation they they don't believe that God stopped speaking when the Bible was canonized right. Right. and and I don't believe that either. I think no. that limits that puts God that domesticates God right so I think we talked earlier about the good news and and the good news is the gospel. the good news is that god loves us and and we're all created in god's image and if you really believe that today then that means staying grounded in that good news being open to the world taking creative risks and investing yourself and your resources if you're lucky enough to have them in whatever it is that's going to allow in this case, the Academy for Spiritual Formation to take next steps. On behalf of all those who are no longer with us, um, and many of them aren't, um, I'm still around to try to give voice to who I think they were and what they did out of, of who they were. Out of that embodiment, that incarnation yeah. of the good news that that comprised their lives, um, I struggle every day to, you know, live into a, an, in in a life that incarnates the good news. And I often mess up. So I'm not. I don't sit in judgment of people who who feel like I don't know if I can get there. I don't know if I can get there either. And one of the most reassuring parts of scripture for me is the fact that the disciples never got there. Right. You know, they they were as dumb as I am, and that's comforting. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't get it a lot of the time, but. Um, well, we can keep beginning. Yeah, we can keep on keeping on, yeah. and we can, Listen to new voices and take new input because that's what the ancestors were doing back in their time, and they weren't fixing and freezing around a final form and then clinging to it as if their life depended upon it. That's just flotsam and jetsam, (laughs) and it's not going to work in this raging ocean we're in. So, if I have any, uh, if I have any sense of what of what's needed to sustain you and as an organization your work your important work in the world and the people who are related to it it is embody the good news because that's what your ancestors did that's your legacy that's your dna yeah so carry it on
0: If you know anything of Parker Palmer's life work with the Center for Courage and Renewal and the circles of trust approach he develops in his book, A Hidden Wholeness, then you know that his first response is never to offer advice or to try to instruct or fix or repair. Instead, he holds that we already have everything we need within us, that connecting to our inner wisdom and what our inner teacher is telling us is the most important instruction we can follow. Which is why it was somewhat ironic when Johnny asked Parker for his advice for the Academy and for him as a leader for the next 35 years. We edited out the loud guffaw from Parker for your listening pleasure, but I bring it up here simply to say that advice isn't really what Parker offers us. Instead, he offers us invitation. By summoning our ancestors and their legacy of groundedness and love. Parker invites us to do the same, ground ourselves in God. By reminding us of where and who we come from, Parker bids us to remember and reconnect with the faithfulness of our people. We are reminded then that it's not about following a right formula or about paying a debt or owing a price, rather it's about living in such a way that those we interact with daily know openness generosity and love because of who we are. And it's about the desire to want to live this way because we see in our ancestors that embodying the good news is what made things like the Academy for Spiritual Formation possible and what will make the Academy possible for many years to come. In this season of hopeful anticipation of the coming of the Christ, we give thanks for you and the ways you listen support, and love the Academy into its ongoing being. You, simply by listening to this podcast, are a part of us, and we are grateful. Parker Palmer is the founder and senior partner emeritus of the Center for Courage and Renewal, and a world-renowned writer, speaker, and activist who focuses on issues in education, community, leadership, spirituality, and social change. He has reached millions worldwide through his nine books, including Let Your Life Speak, The Courage to Teach, A Hidden Wholeness, and Healing the Heart of Democracy. To hear more from faculty and wisdom guides like Parker Palmer, join us at the next five-day or two-year academy. And to support our ongoing work of creating transformative spaces in the world, visit our giving page on our website. For all of this and more, find us at academy.upperroom.org.